been doing your own movies for a couple years. Ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, polarize people. George has been what playing you? mind games with me. I've been playing you, man. We haven't been recording this entire time. Nothing's ever <laughs> been recording. <laughs> this has been a shared hallucination. Yeah. All right, folks, welcome back. Original podcast. Still in season two, we're in the thick of it. Episode seven, this is part two of Love is Blind. And I think we're going to kick off today. We each have a quote we'd like to share about Love is Blind, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Again. Okay. Pulled up. So I thought about this Herman Melville quote when I was watching Love is Blind. For in tremendous extremities, human souls are like drowning men. Well enough, they know they are in peril. Well enough, they know the causes of that peril. Nevertheless. The sea is the sea, and these drowning men do drown. Yo. So, you know, watching the dumbest people alive make terrible decisions kind of made me think of, you know, you see people drowning from afar, and they kind of know they're drowning, but, like, it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> drowning, the sea is the sea. The sea is the sea. Same rules apply. The sea is the sea. <laughs> the sea is not a microwave, for example. No. The sea is not a chair. No. It's its own thing. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's yeah, it's kind of doing its own thing. Yeah, it's got its own thing going on. Um, I've got a quote, too. Yeah. That was a sick dude. That, that, that rings true. Thank you, um, man. Here's a quote from David Bowie uh, from O2. I, I was telling you, I just watched a, a really crazy cerebral David Bowie documentary. <laughs> um, so... Uh, at the turn of the 20th century, Frederick Nietzsche proclaimed that God was dead and that man had killed him. This created an arrogance within man that he himself was God. But as God, all he could seem to produce was disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that led to a terrifying conclusion. For if we could not take the place of God, how could we fill the space that we had created within ourselves? Whoa. This show took us to some dark places, it sounds like. <laughs> tough watch. Tough watch. Yeah. I wish I was blind. <laughs> you uh, gouged out your eyes after this. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm not going to watch season five. I'm like, this is bullshit. The experiment has failed so many times. Yeah, I don't think. Although, would you say that it was like the most successful it's ever been? Because I think this was the highest ratio of couples that actually got married. Right. But then I guess you also have to look at what constitutes success. How long do they need to stay together? Fair. Can you even evaluate success right after a season? Does it have to be a decade out, for instance? Right. Are we doing, doing a long-term analysis, meta-analysis right. here, uh, study? Or are we doing, you know, what are we doing? Well, right. I think a lot of studies do, like, they collect data at different intervals. So it might be like an immediate follow-up and then revisit the same subject group years down the line. Yeah. 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 Also, we were we were laughing before we started recording about like, wait, so it's set in Seattle, but like everybody seems to live in Portland and <laughs> there's still an issue about like, I have to drive down to Seattle now. It's like, well, 
fucking set in Portland then. I don't know. Figure it out. That seems very sloppy. Uh, Kwame. Kwame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kwame. I call him Kwame. <laughs> okay. I was like, you do know it's, he pronounces it Kwame. I think he knows how it's pronounced. Kwame. The Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> Kwame for best best Grammy. recording artist. Um, so uh, Kwame was talking some trash about Seattle, huh? Because he's a Portland boy. Yeah. He was, he was uh, trying to step to Seattle a little bit. You hear him? Yeah, hear him no, that? it's, yeah. you know, I think you could make a case that both of them suck in their own ways. Yeah, I like Portland more a little more than Seattle. Seattle, to me, is just a worse Vancouver. Uh, Portland's pretty fucked up these days, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would probably pick Seattle. I've heard word on the street now that a lot of the tech employees are, like, back in the office part of the time. Downtown Seattle has kind of come more alive. Um, mm. Whereas I've heard stories from friends who were down there uh last year at some point that it was like a cursed wasteland like it was so weird walking around downtown there was mm. just nothing yeah oh. but you know anecdotal uh i was there for hours <laughs> one day last year and then immediately <laughs> drove back right not as a result of like it being fucked up it was just you know our poor scheduling <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh did you um, hit the did you hit the fish market no, well, that's when I went to go see the How Long Gone live show. Oh, right, so right, right. They, I got there after they'd finished throwing the fish for the day oh, and then man. left before they resumed. Damn, they really wrangle those fishies. Yeah, they, they heft them. Yeah, man. I've always wanted to throw a big slab of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw a big slab of fish at Irina. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That that should be the reunion show. Just the people get to throw shit at the cast members that they didn't like. Yeah, for sure. So the I guess the whole controversy this season is that there was supposed to be a live viewing event of the finale, and it just straight up didn't work. Netflix shit the bed on that one, right? They really did. And when we were in LA, we saw a billboard referencing that. Right. Yeah. Because uh, on was the like, Sunset Strip, because the billboard was like, "It's here now." The, some, I think the billboard said, like, lines. we promised you the reunion would be unforgettable or something. Kind of riffing on, like, yeah, this was a disaster, but you won't forget it. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. We may not be the best, but we're the worst. <laughs> Netflix is truly the the best and the woat streaming service. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, what what was the value proposition of a live reunion? Like, what about that makes it so exciting i don't really get it right why do they want to keep making these things an event right right or is like it it's like the ufc like i don't yeah need to, like you're, I don't have money on you're this. buying the pay-per-view yeah. <laughs> you're getting together six friends to be like if we all chip in 15 for the love is blind pay-per-view <laughs> um yeah because like i don't know is it supposed to be like when you see an event on YouTube, you can watch it after the fact, but you can like comment and interact with other people in the chat if it's live. Is there a chat feature? Oh, getting toxic in the chat? Maybe. Because I can only imagine how incredibly toxic. I've seen how toxic the show is, let alone the <laughs> chat it would inspire. Well, you uh, got into some some of the subreddit, right? The depths of the yes, subreddit. Yes, I did. And I will say the people on the subreddit are very unwell and should... Uh, I don't know, find some stuff to do with their lives. This Hold on. The let me... circle of Reddit, I think. <laughs> oh, it truly is. <laughs> I'm I'm just balls deep in Reddit. Uh, Zach ruined things with bliss from three days ago. That's the title. 
He and Bliss do seem genuinely in love. It's not that Zack is an evil person, but he didn't adequately apologize enough about what he did to her. It was a bad idea to try to get back with Bliss because the wound was too soon and his relationship with Irina too rapid. (laughs) What year is this person writing in? But he hurt Bliss. Even if it was only for a week, Irina went to Mexico with Zack and Bliss did not. Zack had Irina. Bliss didn't have anyone. (laughs) Zack, for several days too long, when would have rather stayed with Irina than Bliss. If Bliss had the chance, she'd be with Zack in a heartbeat. That was unforgivable. (laughs) This person thinks Zack should be hung in the town square. Holy shit. (laughs) It goes on. Uh, It was unforgivable. It's not a fairy tale. Fairy tales don't have the boy run off with another woman while supposedly being in love with the girl. Fairy tales have handsome knights in shining armor fighting off the dragon because he knew that no one and nothing could ever, ever make him stray away from her. Zack didn't give Bliss that fairy tale. Zero upvotes, 40 comments at the time I took this screenshot. <laughs> that seems about right. That ratio. Now, seems let's just right. say a lot of people are not on the side of this original poster. They're kind of being like, you know, these people got married and seem to have worked all this out. So you're kind of clinging to this. A lot of people also pointed out fairy tales aren't real and has not a realistic benchmark to hold any relationship to, whether it's on TV or in real life. And also, this is a reality show. This is right. this is explicitly the opposite of a fairy tale. <laughs> right. Or like, allegedly. Yeah, but this was a fascinating post to me because it's like, damn, this person is clearly going through something in their own life that they are yes. then projecting onto the canvas of Love is Blind. We, <laughs> but it's like repeatedly bringing up fairy tale. It's like, literally, it's a fairy tale. There's never been a real fairy tale. <laughs> right. <laughs> We could not be more explicit about fairy tales are not real. So why do you keep circling back to like this wasn't the perfect fairy tale for Bliss? It's like, no shit. Dude, what about like a collection of short stories called fairy tales? And it's just about like stories from the fairy, like to to the island. <laughs> oh, for a second, I'm like, wait, fairy spelled how? Like the fairy to Vancouver Island. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fairy like, people. Tales. Maybe people like meeting and falling in love on the ferry or having like chance encounters. Yeah. Like an interconnected series of short stories. Like Mm -hmm. one's on passenger deck five. One's at the coastal cafe. That's right. Uh, One is at, wait, I guess it's a coastal cafe where you can order drinks now, but they stamp your wrist with like invisible stuff and then scan it. What? (laughs) Because it's like a two drink per customer maximum. So I think they keep track of their inventory that way. But it's really weird because they're like, hold your wrist out and then they stamp it but it's like you can't see anything they have to shine like a uv light on your wrist like you're james bond yeah it's trying like, to get into mi6 it's like, did you just put a microchip in me <laughs> yeah, i just want one fat tug like what are <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> oh man is that what they call uh like they call it the mile high club you know when you fuck on a on a <laughs> yeah. plane they call it a fat tug when you, you get on the tugged fair. off on the <laughs> car deck yeah well that's why maybe that's why they don't let you stay in your car because too many people were fucking and sucking oh maybe no i don't think that's the reason why. Oh, okay well at first it was like covid and it's like you can only be in your car ah or at least it was highly recommended now it's like no you can't stay in your car right i right, hate right. it yeah man i mean i guess i don't have a car anymore so what am i gonna do <laughs> i like to hang out in unattended cars stay in someone else's car yeah, yeah. also when i <laughs> are you using your car man <laughs> just ask randos hey, hey you're going up <laughs> hey man can i hit that they're like uh what do you mean hit that oh just sit in your passenger seat for an hour 
I won't look through your glove box, I promise. I won't look at your insurance papers, I promise. (laughs) I want to read your instruction manual. It was so funny when I did have my car, though, and I would take it on the ferry. Like, there's a surprising amount of people who just fully keep their radio on, like, engine running, but their battery could die. But they're like, I'm just listening to terrestrial radio right now. It's like <laughs> terrestrial. You guys are supposed to see the sea, the column of the sea. But it's like you guys have heard of, you know, a phone that has music on it, right? And you can put headphones. In. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it's such a crazy risk. Like, oh, I might have to be the asshole whose car dies and gets jump started, holding off like 50 people because I want to listen to like Z95. Dude, if I if my car dies. Just because I'm listening to Jack FM for three hours on the ferry. Jack off FM. Guess what? The sea is the sea. <laughs> and drowning men do drown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the price of that's the price you pay. Yeah. Have you ever been on a ferry and thought like, if I jumped overboard and nobody saw it, like nobody would save me. I'd just die. Dude, there's a Roll doll short story about uh, this guy. This is a real fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> Bliss was given this fairy tale. <laughs> this uh it's about this guy who has like a betting pool uh with some of the workers on the boat for like when the boat is going to arrive to its destination so they're like on a cruise and this guy has this bet like i think the boat is going to arrive at this time and so they all have this betting pool and uh it looks like he's going to win for a while but then the boat like catches some really good weather a bout of good weather and it looks like he's going to lose so in order to slow the boat oh, down no. he jumps overboard oh shit whoa <laughs> and his plan is that like this chick will see him um and then she'll go call for help so and how like, that go <laughs> so she we find out like she does see him but then at the end of the story the twist is that she's like totally schizophrenic and like did not register anything <laughs> she saw <laughs> roll dark roll doll is sick yeah he's twisted yeah dude wasn't there a controversy recently about how a bunch of like anti-fat person stuff was removed from one of his books uh he yeah. was like very anti-semitic as well right uh i don't know i don't know if he was uh, yes i think there's talk i i, I think it is personal precisely what it was but he basically had a bunch of attitudes yeah. I, and opinions i think that are deemed not so good now he and was, was on kinda... sway radio yeah <laughs> talking some uh... <laughs> and now it's like oh should we just get rid of yeah anyway folks if you've listened this long you probably know our thoughts on this we can move on <laughs> Contact um, us if you'd like a text file of the original Roll Doll Complete Works. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of fat, how about Fat Shelby the Oracle on Love Is Blind? <laughs> Yo, dude, she called that shit. Shel- okay, yeah, we should just get right into this. Sure. So Shelby is Micah's best friend or one of her best friends, one of her close crew. Um, and the first time we see her, she is shit face drunk, like. Right? Like, so drunk, she can barely string a sentence together. it's her birthday party. Yes. And she is going off about how she doesn't... She What did she say in the first time? She's saying stuff to Paul about how, like, oh, I'm going to be sassy and, like, I'm going to say some stuff to you. And he's just like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I don't care. He literally goes, I don't care. Micah's like, I think you should care a little bit. He was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Like, he... Which, also... sort of like, I was out of pocket. It's bullshit, though, to have this woman's, like, drunk ogre friend being like i'm gonna sass you in the future and you're supposed to be like oh i defer to you you have such great judgment you're such a cool person like of course 
like i would have said like i don't care yeah <laughs> like i would have definitely thought i don't care i don't know if i would have said i don't care maybe if i was a little drunk but yeah. like yeah i i, I, I totally vibed with paul i think he handled it perfectly where it's like all right that doesn't affect me like yeah already it's like yeah a crazy person yeah and that's one of those times where it's like she definitely had to sign a waiver to be on the show and it's like yep everybody can see me like completely blackout drunk just being a crazy person yeah man yeah uh, like and- wouldn't that embarrass you wouldn't that make you uncomfortable yeah and so she goes <laughs> basically she tells micah that like this th- you're making the wrong choice yeah like you uh he's not it i think that's exactly what yeah. she says is you know you deserve a fairy t- i think she says literally you deserve a fairy tale and women this is not are it. addicted to fairy tales dude but this is the sea and drowning men do drown <laughs> <laughs> drowning pogs do drown um <laughs> uh, and I don't Unless know. If, Kim K, then I don't know if they this stay is, afloat with their uh, the silicone. I don't know if this is relevant, but I feel like we're very judgmental this episode. Shelby, not too much of a looker, I would say. No. Um, and perhaps there's a psychosexual element of her being the less attractive friend wanting to drag Micah down. Perhaps she oh. even covets Micah for herself. Yo. That's a thought I had. I had, you know what? I kind of had that same thought too, because hmm. like we talked about how cringy it is for like the best friend to be all protective of like yes because one of tiffany's friends was saying something to brett in the first half of the season that we covered yeah where she's like if you hurt her i know where you live and he he kind of did a similar thing he didn't outright say i don't care but he's like okay <laughs> and kept the conversation moving he definitely thought it yeah yeah um, which honestly folks that's how you have to deal with crazy people yeah you know it's like What's the expression? Don't argue with stupid because I'll drag you down to their level and win with experience uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. When it's like if somebody is so detached from reality and social norms, it's like water off my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, you ever been in a situation where somebody clearly wanted to like goad you into a response and you were just like, OK, that's how you feel. Oh, all day, dude. That's my life. I used to work customer service, man. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I uh yeah man all all the time and I, I, have a, I have a pretty strong mental patience yeah. for that shit and i imagine with students you must encounter situations where they want to get a rise out of you or kind of like Definitely. derail the class and you just have to keep things hecklers I call, I call them hecklers yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> when you're doing a tight five at the, at the store i just roast him viciously <laughs> for wearing shorts <laughs> did your mama dress you in that outfit yeah <laughs> Those yeah, fake did. ass Jordans. <laughs> Let me check those labels. Let I me check the stitches. Kid was wearing fake Cartiers to class today. <laughs> That's crazy. I did not know what Cartiers were when I was a young pupil. No. No. It's a bit of a hype beast. Yeah. They're always talking about buying fake shit in class. Oh, so they must be on this. Uh, ask them if they know about the DHgate subreddit. Okay. Where it's like this specific manufacturer in China that everybody orders from. Or like maybe a series of manufacturers under the same ownership. Okay. I saw this post once where somebody was like, I bought a pair of one euro like panda dunks. Here's my review. <laughs> like finding the absolute cheapest knockoff you could possibly find. That rules. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Shelby though. I mean, do you know any Shelbys? Do you have any Shelbys in your life? <sighs> Not currently. I feel like I have met the type though when it's like, somebody who is trying to 
paint a narrative, if you will, of being concerned for their friend, but they're really just like an unhappy person who wants to drag everyone down. And it's like, if I don't have something, nobody else can have it. Right. Because it's like, Shelby, look, I don't think anyone's holding her at night, you know? no, Nobody's dicking her down the right way. <laughs> you know, she doesn't have a Paul. <laughs> she doesn't have a... A pussy crusher like Paul in her life. Um, an energy god like Paul. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, Paul is... Man, Paul was my guy at first. I'm like, he seems reasonable and like a smart guy. His low energiness kind of graded on me after a while. Yeah. I'm like, you are allowed to make a facial expression. Yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I was asking, though, like, I, I'm a true believer in, like, what you name someone matters. Mm. um so like i think i think if your name is shelby that's just how you are man that's my theory right like you think <laughs> there are no non-crazy shelby's yes yeah do you think there are any crazy shelby's that listen to this oh man uh if so dm the podcast now give do. you my personal account <laughs> please do we'd love to meet you to interview yeah <laughs> on a podcast talking like it's just me and you <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to date one of your friends. Who, yeah. Who you uh... <laughs> try to tear apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Shelby stood out the most out of like the extended cruise. I would say also Bliss's dad stood out to me. Oh, for sure. A very tough hang. Yeah. So Zach <laughs> at one point goes and meets uh, Bliss's family for the first time. Well, the father. I don't think Bliss's biological mom is there. It's the stepmom, and, I believe, who's there. Right, and uh, I guess her sister or half sister, who is wearing the uh, who's wearing reflective like cop aviators <laughs> the entire time throughout dinner. The interrogation, which is very funny. <laughs> That's kind of a crazy move. Do you think she was like nervous about being on TV? I think that it was a defense mechanism, right? She was either high or she. <laughs> was yeah like but they're in the nervous P or they're in the pnw so you can you can smoke kush <laughs> i think she was nervous and was like oh i want to look too cool but was like she was scared um i think that we should get i was telling you like i think there should be a reality show just about this girl <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. want to know everything about the her. adventures of this woman yeah picture this woman shelby oh yes <laughs> hanging out together yes. um so i was texting bliss's dad is kind of like one of my favorite annoying archetypes of dude where yeah. it's like you're a fat dumpy moron who's fucked up your own life and ruined your own marriage but somehow you think you know everything and you can like dispense valuable advice to other people yeah while also being like incredibly hard to connect with and very condescending to everyone yeah and it's like who made you the arbiter of anything <laughs> it's like fair enough i i like if i were the parent i would obviously have concerns if right. my kid were involved in this quote-unquote experiment but you can tell the way he talks to bliss he's very condescending um yeah. and she seems like long-suffering yeah uh, it doesn't seem like he really allows for like a two-way conversation or really listens to what other people have to say yeah, you're right. And like, yeah, you're right. He doesn't really have a leg to stand on because well, he's, no. you know, well, I mean, he's her dad. But like, yeah, what does he know? Like he's <laughs> he also has fucked up his marriage and clearly has made some bad decisions. Right. And again, like lots of people do that. I'm not saying like, you know, you're a disaster if you ever get divorced. But I think you have to have a little humility, perhaps, exactly. and be like, well, you know, maybe I didn't make perfect choices either. Exactly. I guess you could say maybe he's trying to prevent them from going down the same road but it, it was very bizarre when he's like 
oh, people take marriage too lightly these days. It's like, right. do they? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's a sweeping statement, my guy. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I would say the opposite. No, like, like people, I feel like people these days are way more careful about getting married than his generation. <laughs> right. Well, I would say at least I think I can speak for a lot of the people we know in Vancouver, at least people are not in a rush to get married generally. People are waiting until later in their 20s or their mid 30s. Like, yeah, it's unusual. Um, I'm trying to think the people I knew who got married the youngest. I mean, yeah, maybe some long term couples like after university or like near the end of university. But yeah, I would say the trend generally for people in like major cities, at least, is to delay. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, people have to devote a lot more time to work and you know housing and everything uh it's not as easy to get financially settled and just crank out a family that's the thing yeah um although spoiler in the reunion the return of bartice with a kid (laughs) dude i love that move when like the worst guy you've ever met suddenly has a kid and is like things are great everyone should have a child like what the fuck is going on and vanessa lachey was like everybody wet right now i'm fucking sopping yeah it's, she's like doesn't everyone want to have a kid it's like i have so many questions <laughs> kid blink if you're in trouble <laughs> he like stole this baby from someone else it's just hasbullah it's not even- <laughs> he ordered this baby from the factory that makes dunk replicas <laughs> yeah holy shit dude yeah that's crazy <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, I guess we talked about the cat. We were sort of, I mean, so we, we've talked about Zach and bliss. Um, we've talked about Paul and Micah. Um, yeah, we Kwame have me and Chelsea, a we bit. Have Kwame and Chelsea who we'll get to, uh, we have so Tiffany and Brett, Brett the other couple, no, we said Brent mistakenly. <laughs> I think you did. And I just started copying you. Uh, that is not what he's called. He's called Brett. I'm B R E T T. Yeah, I'm inspirational, dude. Like, what can I say? Brent Butt. <laughs> Shouts out to a Canadian goat. Yeah, um, corner gas. So I don't think we talked that much about Marshall and Jackie because they right. fall apart as a couple pretty shortly after where we last stopped talking. Yes, right? they did. And that was an interesting moment. I wanted to ask you about this. Mm-hmm. So a big, so the big moment. I, I have some thoughts on Jackie, but go on. So here's a big moment. And I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a big sort of pivotal uh point in their relationship is when jackie says to Bre- uh to marshall you gotta boss up yeah so what would you do if so, a girl told you you gotta boss up i'd be like can you maybe use more words what exactly do you mean <laughs> boss up like am i supposed to know what that means so here's my thing. I think Jackie is accustomed to volatile, toxic relationships with guys who are probably quote unquote more masculine than Marshall, but also mm. a lot less reliable and guys who don't stick around and don't actually want to create a future with her. Right. Read a lot of masculine fiction. Right. Read right. a lot of Hobart. <laughs> yeah. The, the <laughs> baseball player who, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it seems like she wanted well there was also a moment where she said like you never initiate anything physically and then he was saying something like i respect you and like you don't let me or something yeah so it got kind of muddled it's like who is at fault here who you know it seems like they're just kind of not compatible but um so jackie ends up with josh 
eventually mr cauliflower ears himself yes does he have one or both i think it's both cauliflower ears uh hard he has at least one anyway so she ends up with him and it seems like yeah maybe he does fit the mold of like what she's accustomed to a bit more but there's a moment where so she goes to meet with josh when she's supposed to be getting her wedding dress sized right this girl's twisted yeah but right before that we have a moment where at the kind of party where everyone's reunited marshall is saying to i believe brett and maybe kwame he's saying something like you know jackie wants me to be like more dominant physically and like do all this stuff and like i respect her too much right what do you think about that um i mean i don't know what do you (laughs) describe in exact detail what you think jackie was wanting (laughs) no i'm kidding in bed sexually yeah yeah i mean i think they just were not compatible at all in bed like i don't know she wanted to be (laughs) tied down like she was in a dexter kill room i think for sure um yeah it just seems like they were ultimately not that compatible both emotionally and physically and i i think you know what here's my take i got it i think jackie should have bossed up now right let me explain yeah why is it always why does the man always have to boss up why can't you be a boss look yeah girl boss folks yeah (laughs) there's a whole word for it (laughs) so i think she what i mean is i think she should have taught marshall she should have mrs robinson him right is what i'm saying i was gonna say let's cut to a break right now and then we'll come back i i have some more thoughts on jackie and marshall all right yeah dude my stocks are not doing as bad as i thought they were yeah I'm not going to cash anything out yet. I'm yeah. going to cash out some TFSA stuff Ooh. for uh, travel. Nice. Anyway, we'll talk more off mic. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to How Original Podcast, where we are definitely not broke. Um, <laughs> I bet on myself, man. Yeah, I bet on myself, too. <laughs> I bet on the Oilers last night. <laughs> no, I bet, here's the thing. I bet five bucks. I bet Oilers to win and then a score of over 6.5 goals, so seven or more. So right. the score hit, but the Oilers did not hit. Right. Okay, okay yeah um anyway i was saying before the break i've there was an oil spill in my heart (laughs) (laughs) uh so i have some thoughts about jack and marshall it seems like when they got into arguments yeah maybe he seems a little soft or a little pouty but i think she argues and talks in a way where it's like she's more interested in creating conflict and excitement than actually like resolving something yeah or working towards a resolution and it's like yeah you'd rather have drama in your life than you know actually give something a fair shot well look what do you want marshall's an npc and she has main character energy yeah (laughs) jackie definitely does think of herself as like the main character absolutely yeah the pro tag the ho tag she's she's someone who would post (laughs) selfies of herself being like going for a hot girl walk with iced coffee yes (laughs) yeah yes uh but on her way to get dicked down by some guy at 3 (laughs) a.m who has no bed frame (laughs) I don't know if that was too harsh, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Dude, did you hear that part where Zach was talking about like his house and he told he I think at one point he tells Bliss that like he has sound bites that trigger when you walk into certain rooms. (laughs) 
And the, the sound that plays when you walk into his bedroom is the Harry Potter theme, apparently. Yes. So all of Zach's decor choices, as well as that, are crazy. Like the owls and like the swords and stuff. Dude, um, I, I wanted to ask you, though, like, what would be your bedroom soundbite? <laughs> <laughs> it would be Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet saying, now it's dark. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It would never occur to me to have a soundbite play in my own house. Why would that happen? But yeah, that's a good question if I had to do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe like the first few notes of uh, the Sopranos theme song. Like I find that very evocative. Woke up this morning. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, because it's kind of like dark and mysterious. But I think people would recognize it generally. What about you? I'd hit the Seinfeld theme, I think. Oh, I'd, I'd of hit course. A, that's so obvious. Yeah, I'd, I'd hit a classic Seinfeld yeah. quote, I think just kramer saying the n-word <laughs> you're like i'm actually a fan of the show's extended universe you're like in my head this is canon yeah <laughs> um so yeah zach's fucking crazy <laughs> yeah so anyway sorry to backtrack so marshall and jackie do not work out no and then we don't really see too much of jackie and josh from that point on so jo oh yeah because I, I, we don't see them go to the altar they just date because they're like off the show at that point quote unquote right but then it's hazy it's like should they be a part of the show should they not be i, I think they can be because uh in the reunion episode um they invited them to come in but i think they chose to phone in yes okay right? so We'll jump ahead to this part of the reunion. We're just jumping around. What do you think but... about her refusing to give the ring back? Mm. I think that is bold of her. Trashy, dare I say. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, here's the thing. I get if you're the next woman that Marshall proposes to, you don't want a ring that he's given somebody else, and he'll have to make up a whole... He'll have to spin a whole thing about, oh, it's a family heirloom, blah, blah, blah. He can lie his way out of this. Don't worry. But... <laughs> Good. her not giving the ring back it's like what's wrong with you right and look there, <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong i think with keeping the ring if the guy didn't ask for the ring back no but he explicitly asks for it back and i think right. he has every right to and it's like wait so i can't imagine she's going around wearing a wedding ring from a guy she dumped to be with another guy so it's like what are you doing with this ring it's just sitting in a jewelry box presumably right i don't think it has a practical purpose unless she's just gonna pawn it I, I think she doesn't see her shelf life as this is my this is my take i think she knows her shelf life isn't long um after <laughs> she's not long for this world <laughs> she's gonna get assassinated by nicholas chase <laughs> um what if nicholas was looking for the red dot on her what body? if he was pretending to be the most boring npc host ever but he was secretly an assassin dude i i could fucking see that shit <laughs> Uh, sorry, I cut you off, though. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't um, see her shelf life. Like, she's worried about her future and dating. Look, she's just a dental hygienist. I right. don't think she's going to have that much of an Instagram following after this show. Right. Or, like, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, mm. Maybe she'll get invited on more reality shows. I Look, I think she was just looking out for her future i think she's right. gonna pawn this ring pawn stars baby oh Let's interesting go. you think it's a cash grab i think it's a cash grab 
Because I got to say, I don't know anything about wedding ring prices. I can't tell whether the rings they got on this show are like good, bad, mids. I think they choose their own rings, right? I'm sure Marshall has good taste. I don't know. Did you see his cursive wrist tattoo? Oh, yeah? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And he didn't want to be with Jackie, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These hey, are some man. strikes against him. You were simping for... Don't act like you weren't simping for Jackie last episode. No, she's attractive, but, buddy, you gotta hit it and quit it. Yeah, There's no yeah, future yeah. there. <laughs> this, this is the show where <laughs> propose I... And ghost, she, buddy. <laughs> yeah, propose and ghost, buddy. Yeah, propose and ghost. Dude, that rocks on The Bachelor when the women are invited to the fantasy suite, and then it's like, yeah, actually, I'm done with you. I don't see a future here. Mm. <laughs> crazy that is like crazy. <laughs> it's not <laughs> imagine sitting around years later explaining that to someone on a date like yeah i was on the bachelor made it pretty far actually i got fucked in the fantasy suite then he's like nah <laughs> you're not all that <laughs> it's crazy my favorite is like the night before or sorry the night after interviews or sorry the, the morning after interviews oh yeah yeah where they vaguely reference like how the how the dicking down went <laughs> yeah but obviously they like can't get too explicit so it's very nebulous yeah, yeah it's in yeah. terms like last night was a fairy tale yeah, it's like, yeah was it yeah 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 i feel like you uh don't hit a doggy if you're in a fairy tale <laughs> <laughs> only missionary in fairy tales oh for sure man for yeah sure. yeah uh what were we talking about okay so jackie that's done do you think her and josh are gonna I give them like a year. No, there's no. Yeah, no. Josh seems like a fuckboy too. Josh also got like stupid drunk at like when they all oh, hung out. Yeah, yeah. There was one point where like everybody was chilling, and then Josh was like, "That's when Josh started was like flirting heavy yes. with Jackie." Um, because he pulled her aside and he's like, "It's always been me and you." Yeah. Bold move. Yeah, man. Josh showed up like Kanye at the at the VMAs with a bottle of Henny and like the black leather top. <laughs> you know, the photo of him from before when he went on stage and interrupted Taylor Swift. I saw that post on Reddit once. Somebody commented like, who would have thought he would become a problem that night? <laughs> Showed up with half a bottle of Henny. <laughs> Josh to Jackie was like, think you can fit one of these big bloated ears into your mouth <laughs> oh, God. just try that's it. vile just try it girl <laughs> that's truly vile <laughs> i'm sorry if i'm offending anyone listening with cauliflower ears yes yes but uh we stand with you yeah we stand with you in solidarity yes we're in sure fact, that let's... you were justified in that bar fight where you manslaughtered the other person <laughs> let's do a quick moment of silence for the cauliflower ears i just did prayer hands for all of you listening at home thank you um okay so what else are the hurdles we went through zach with bliss's dad spare tough um yeah he really gets grilled because he's asking like do you hunt do you golf zach's like nope and then zach's like let me tell you about criminal reform yes (laughs) uh so neither person really connects but as we learn at the reunion apparently they get on great now which i was very surprised to hear yeah well, I think after the marriage. The I'm dad... still surprised that apparently it's a total 180 and they like chatting and get along at dinners and yeah. all this stuff. It's like, whoa, that okay. Yeah. Um so 
Should we just cut to the altars? I think so. Have we talked about... So, oh yeah, Brent and Tiffany. Brad are... and Brent. Brent, Bud, and <laughs> Tiffany. Brad and Tiffany are, are fine. <laughs> yeah. They're Brad just... and Teresa are doing good. They're, <laughs> they're just always... They're just always fine. They're just like... They're also slightly older. They're just yeah. mature, normal people well, who seem think... like they have a good relationship. They're well, both like 35 or 36. I think Brett's a little younger, right? No, I think he's mid-30s. Is he? Okay. Or at least like 33, 34, I oh, thought. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they're settled. They're good. Like, there was never any they're doubt so in my mind that they no. would tie the knot. For sure, yeah. And um... then... Yeah, let's just cut to the altar. So, uh, Kwame and Chelsea... They get married. Yes. Paul and Micah do not get married. What? Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, She didn't see it coming either. Shit. That being said, though, from everything I've heard about the show, it seems like a lot of these couples actually know that they're not going to be marrying well in advance, but the producers like basically push them to the finish line. I mean, I think it's it must be in their contract to like it you must have to be. go to the altar. And that made me think, like, I want to ask you, how many people do you think are actually left at the altar? Like general population. Right. Because Gen Pop. I mean, it happens, but it must be pretty rare to have that, to go through with everything and then the final second be like, uh, I can't. It must be like 1% or like, it must be very, very low. Oh, not even, I would imagine not even 1%. Yeah. I think a lot of whiteness now don't even have the part like, does anyone object? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Dude. <laughs> Imagine how pissed you would be if a friend invited you to their wedding and it was like a destination wedding. Like you had to go somewhere and it was a whole ordeal. Oh my God. And then at the altar, they're like, I can't. I'm in love with someone else. Well, I was going to say. I don't think I would ever talk to that friend again. (laughs) It would be a while, at least. I was going to say like, uh, like imagine being invited to a lib wedding. Like (laughs) imagine (laughs) attending a lib wedding. Oh God, dude. And imagine your buddy like behind the scenes being like, yeah, I'm going to say no. Just so you know. Just like, like pretend it's a big shock when they cut to you for a close up. Yeah. Because like, I mean, do you think they tell anyone? Do you think <sighs> they tell like their families? or? Friends? I would think. I would think. So, uh, yeah, they don't get married. Shelby must be creaming herself. Yeah, man. She's like, well, she's get... the she's the oracle. She's the hater. Yeah. <laughs> when people talk about like, I have haters and stuff. It's like Paul genuinely does have a hater. He yeah, has man. Shelby. <laughs> yeah, man. There would be something kind of flattering about that for somebody to just truly hate you. Yeah. For maybe no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like hating. Very unfounded hate. Look, I, I'm i trying to think. I'm sure people have hated me, but I don't think it's ever been like on site. Right. I think it's probably something I've done or said. Maybe. <laughs> Dude, this one time I was working at Nespresso. <laughs> And uh, I, I did like a very poor job helping because I, I had the I would just say shit sometimes when I did not know the answer. Like people would ask me questions like, what's the sale on these machines? They're like, is there a warranty? And I would not know the answer. And I would just say shit. I'd be like, yeah, there's a two year warranty. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I feel as if there might be a two year warranty. <laughs> Narrator. There was no such warranty. There's never been such a warranty. <laughs> yeah so uh and i remember specifically this one time like i gave some woman some incorrect information that she later later fact checked and like went back to me and was independent fact checkers have verified (laughs) this is incorrect (laughs) misinformation um i got the blue check mark on spotify (laughs) the blue label not the blue check (laughs) 
the label is worse far worse i was like you know those hospital numbers are super inflated right yeah you're like six million well that number <laughs> seems a little high i mean between you and me ivermectin's been prescribed billions of times across the world <laughs> this woman is like i'm now legally required to take this espresso employee to the holocaust museum to like show him how it was six million. <laughs> yeah so uh she comes back to me and she was like yeah by the way this was fucking wrong this was wrong i was like oh fuck and then like she how was old like, are you at this point and then i uh i'm probably like I don't know, man. Nineteen or something? Twenty? I don't know. And then, dude, all teenagers lie. It's her fault for believing you dude, <laughs> with I, any sort of purchase. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I was like, and I felt really bad. I felt genuinely bad. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And I was trying to help her more. I was like, let me like get the machine for you. And then she was like, literally like, no, get away You've from me. Done I don't enough. want. You. Yeah, yeah. She was. She literally said like, get away from me. I don't want you helping me anymore. Whoa. And she looked genuinely like scared. <laughs> and dude, that was a moment that I was like, oh my God, like that she instant hate. I feel like scared though. That's interesting. That was like pure hate, dude. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think there's anything I've like fucked up in a customer service job that has made someone hate me. I mean, there are people who are just going to be disrespectful no matter how well or how poorly you help them. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the, the other day, do the grudges I hold the most are related to like workplace scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I don't really hold that many grudges against like, you know, just personal like relationship stuff. Like I can let things go and have perspective, but like there are very specific times, like years and years ago, like the ways people have spoken to me in the workplace, whether it's like a coworker or a customer where I can recall word for word. And it's like, I'm going to fucking destroy this person if I ever can. Like, those are the grudges I really hold on to. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. If we were out in the streets right now. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. I'm playing the long game. There there are some people and some organizations I won't name that uh, you know I have it out for. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad. Get even. Be a man. <laughs> They're going to get an unmarked envelope sent to their mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you gotta listen to the Grudges episode of the Be a Man podcast. Oh yeah, it's so fucking funny. I should, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, workplace stuff for some reason that really stays with me. When somebody speaks to me as if I'm like lesser than them, yeah, or as if like they're smart and I'm just an idiot, yeah, yeah. I really don't like that. Oh, that yeah. rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Well, I think you just gotta boss up, Pat. I just got to boss up. <laughs> I got to have a toxic woman in my ear saying like, you're a pussy. Yeah. You don't fuck good. Your dick is little boss up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what will help me. <laughs> and then I'll go outside and light a Hestia and be like, damn, that crazy broad is right. <laughs> By the way, shouts out to Hestia. Uh, dare I say official cigarette of the Howard original podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, I recently had an activation with Eric of Think Fresh podcast. And he gave me my half of the carton of Hestia cigarettes that we ordered online. They're so fire. <laughs> How many is in a carton, Pat? Tell the listeners. Who uh, might a not carton know. is 10 packs, so that's 200. <laughs> 200 cigs. How many would you say you've smoked since receiving the package? Uh, 21. Okay. <laughs> How many days has it been since you received the package? Uh, Friday night. Okay. <laughs> it's Monday night now. That's enough questions, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I swore on the Bible before we did this podcast. <laughs>
yeah what do you what do you think of the packaging it's sick dude yeah the aesthetics is sick i uh yeah i'm excited to try one later yeah yeah well i i kind of want to get the founder on our podcast potentially to talk about the uh appearance or lack thereof uh of smoking and cinema these days yeah man yeah where's the cigarette lobby at man i know where are they at (laughs) what if we were watching the kissing booth smoking edition and it was like the same movie except joey <laughs> king just got stressed and like lit up a cigarette she's <laughs> like oh i don't know if e-lord likes me and just lights up but aside from that totally the same movie <laughs> the cigarette cut the yeah Hest- the hestia cut <laughs> the hestia cut nice. uh okay so who else on the altar uh paul and micah didn't paul work Mike- out dude i was gonna say what did you think about paul and micah forging their rings in the fires of fucking mountain doom <laughs> <laughs> um personally not something i would do but you know they're they're built different so nerdy man <laughs> yeah so, so many fucking nerds on the show man. <laughs> well i showed you that uh reddit comment somebody being like i actually like zach and don't find him creepy i like him a lot then again, I do have Asperger's and I don't see things the same way as most people in a thread riddled with comments like he's such a weirdo. I would never talk to him. All this stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one person being like, actually, I think he's a swell guy, but maybe I'm not reading this perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I would never forge a ring. Yes. Yes. No, I wouldn't. either. <laughs> what do you think about? What do you think about the idea of lab-grown diamonds? Oh, moissanite? If that's what it's called. Just the idea that you can basically have a perfect, quote-unquote, diamond created synthetically. Yeah. I like a good blood diamond, to be honest. Oh, okay. You you like a lot of people to have died for it. Close your eyes and imagine. <laughs> Feel the magic. Vegas, Vegas on, on acid. acid. <laughs> Eve St. Laurent glasses. Woo! Bars. <laughs> we need that Kanye back man we sure do (laughs) sure do i was i was watching that david bowie documentary and um you know like every album that bowie came out with he was like on the cutting edge and he was changing shit right like he had one album that was like a hard rock album he had one album yeah like a glam rock he had pop he had jazz he ventured into like kind of moody avant-garde type music he, he, he went he through folk. he went through a phase where he's like i'm fascinated by the nazis then later it was like ah, i was on coke sorry i might call him hitler I don't yeah know. I, I don't know uh, things happened yeah and uh and i had the thought of like he really was like the kanye of you know his day like kanye is kind of the the david bowie of our generation i was about to say yeah maybe flip those around yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and then uh there was one part of the documentary when someone was going like there was a point when bowie like kind of sold out um when he made like let's dance mm. um and he went on like the glass spider tour he glass uh spider tour. And, and when the, and he made like amazing that's what we're about to go on the glass spider tour hell yes <laughs> <laughs> um that's like a euphemism for heaven like for death i think you know what i mean i'm gonna go on the, to the to the big glass spider tour in the sky you know what i mean <laughs> the great gig in the sky oh i was thinking of like cocaine somehow like oh, glass shit. tables or oh I yeah i don't know right 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 doing cocaine off a glass spider maybe shit. if such a thing is possible oh man <laughs> doing eight lines <laughs> off the legs oh yeah holy shit so anyway yeah there was that point and then one of the guys in the documentary goes like this was the point where 
Bowie stop being one step ahead of the fans. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. Like the idea that like before that he was ahead of the fans. This is like setting the trend for what the fans yeah. wanted. But but then there, he reached a certain point where he was like still incredible, but he, like but he let their desires dictate. It yes, like. yes, exactly. Whoa. And so I was thinking, like, man, Connie is kind of there right now. Like he's still on the cutting edge in many ways, which is like he just came out with a mainstream rap album without any curse words. Like that's right. It's kind of cutting edge, right? Like, um, and ah! like he like a little. You know what I, you know what I mean though. He's innovating. Yeah, he's still innovating. He's still- no, no, for sure. But I don't think it's. I, I don't think he, it was received well in the same way that people look back and they're like 808s and heartbreak. Its influence is still seen today. I don't think Jesus is king. People are going to look back in 10 years and be like, we were wrong about this album. Like, well, it's great. Yeah, I, what I, I mean don't know. Is, maybe they will. I think but. musically, he is not one step ahead of the fans any longer. Mm. Like, I think you're right. I think he's a few steps behind almost everyone oh, yeah. these days. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? He's behind everyone. You're right. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. You're right, dude. <laughs> um, should we smash cut to the reunion? So yes, one of the last scenes of one of the last scenes of the regular show before the reunion is. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Actually, can I say one yeah, more yeah. thing about the weddings? Yeah. Is uh, my had the thought of like so you know when the reverends or whatever the the officiators are asking yeah. like do you take this man to be your husband and they always choose because I I'm, I'm I, you know I've been studying this show for many years now so <laughs> a scholar yes <laughs> a Rhodes scholar <laughs> um I noticed that they you know they're not consistent with who they ask sometimes they ask the gentleman oh. sometimes they ask the lady and I always think like because these people are hired by the show I'm, I'm right. guessing. Do they try and ask the person who looks more confident? Because it's yes, more I dramatic so. to have a yes and then a no. Yes. And there was oh, an interesting... I, I totally think it's set up that way. Perfect. Because I because I think there was a moment, um, you know, when Micah and Paul are getting married, where she, the reverend asks Micah. And then she yeah. goes, actually, I'm going to give the mic to Paul first. Like I want him to answer first, which is unprecedented for the show, but it's such a powerful play. Cause like unprecedented for wedding etiquette in general. Yeah. I thought that was gangster personally. Damn. I thought that was sick. Yeah. That, that was a strange one that caught me off guard too, yeah. but I, I do agree with your theory. I think it's all set up to engineer the most possible drama. Yes. Cause you don't um, want to know. And then, well, you don't know what she was going to say. I yeah. Mean, you kind of do after the interview, but the most dramatic possible scenario is yes no yes right well once you have no that kind of ends it you don't really get a second <laughs> response right. you can't have someone say no then the next person say yes and it's like actually we're gonna weight the answers differently <laughs> so you have a 55 percent share in this marriage <laughs> it's like you either need to turn both keys or not at all yes yes <laughs> um, <laughs> so i was gonna say one of the last scenes of the regular season is everyone dancing with kind of bliss and zach at the center and they're dancing to what was the song oh. that zach had mentioned like i want this to be my wedding that his mom had talked about like in his childhood or something yeah i forget i don't know the song it's a whack song yeah. and in the reunion zach reads way too much into the lyrics of this song yes dude yeah. he's talking he's doing like a rap genius like bar by bar like the mountains in the distance were what we feared and you know, we were fearing the mountains. Yes. It's like, Zach, buddy, tone it down. Get off of your Lord of the Rings shit, I, dude. Like, I know you've grown the beard and you look like a third athlete brother and it's kind of cool, but, like, you need to tone it down. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. Also, every time they cut to Zach and close up during the reunion, I thought about have you seen the 4chan cream text meme where it's like, if only you knew how bad things really are. <laughs> and it's a line that's been put on like anytime a famous person looks miserable right. or somebody looks like they know something terrible is about to happen. And I just thought about that every time we cut to Paul or um, Zach. Sorry. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, you could see the damage in his eyes from the show. You yeah, could see man. the damage in everyone's eyes. They look like they are all shell shocked from this fucking show dude i mean we all are really shelby shocked <laughs> shelby shocked <laughs> the oracle i'm surprised they didn't get shelby's drunk ass up at the reunion oh i bet they tried <laughs> they're like actually nobody's seen shelby in over seven days maybe we should be worried about her shelby's in fucking tijuana <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so the reunion First of all, when I saw it, I still had 90 minutes to watch with oh the reunion. God. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. There was like every episode was over an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. Do we not have editors anymore? I know there's a writer's strike. Was there an editor's strike I'm unaware of? <laughs> that was like, a crime. crime against humanity. Fucking trim the fat. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Man, it's so much work to watch a series for this dumb podcast. Yeah, man. I'm like, this is why we do movies. Exactly. It's so much easier. Yeah. You and I have other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Debatably. Um, but the reunion was uh, fairly entertaining, I'd say. It got, yeah. It got pretty spicy. I wouldn't say there were any like huge explosive outbursts. I would say the most interesting part was Zach and Irina kind of going back and forth. Yes. So let's cut to a break and then we'll come back with some more Irina chatter. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so basically in the reunion, the part that was most interesting to me, which I have a point I'm about to make here. So Irina was given the chance. She was shown some of the footage of her behaving terribly and maliciously throughout the season. Yeah. And then was kind of asked by the hosts like, so how do you feel seeing this? And she gets really, you know, crocodile tears. I don't buy it for a second, but mm -hmm. she gets really choked up. And she's like, it's just hard to see, you know, like when I came here, I think I had the wrong attitude. It wasn't my intention to hurt anyone. You know, I thought, you know, somehow I was the only person here, blah, 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 blah. And it made me think like the most toxic people you will ever fucking meet these days know all the therapy language. Mm. Like the most deranged people who act in incomprehensible ways can then turn around and be like, well, it's my avoidance attachment style because I have anxiety from how my parents were when I was a kid. So, you know, I really felt like I had no agency and I wasn't heard and yada, yada, all this bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny to me when people are awful, but they know all the therapy speak and then they try to frame it that way. And we were texting a bit about this last night. And it's like, imagine in the seventies, if you saw somebody acting this way, you'd be like, what a dumb cunt. And then you'd move on with your life. You wouldn't be like, oh, well, it's her. It's her love language. You know, she's not being communicated with it. Like none of this shit. You'd yeah. be like, it'd be like lock her up in a nunnery. Yeah. Lock her up <laughs> in a fucking sanitarium. Put her in a conservatorship. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Irina, I don't know. Did you buy any of her apology? Do you think she can change? Because uh... <laughs> she's like mid 20s at this point. That's pretty crazy to be crouching behind a couch snickering at somebody else being in emotional pain and then scampering away when you're a grown-ass woman in your mid-20s yeah doing the couch crouch on tv <sighs> was uh, not a good look 
No. That's dicey. That's look. a tough highlight reel. Yeah. Um, a like, tough edit. <laughs> a, t- a tough edit. Yeah. A lot of use of the phrase edit you were mentioning. Yeah. 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 Um, a yeah. lot of people referencing things beyond the edit. Right. Which is like, I don't know. Can we believe any of that? In theory, anyone could get on a reunion and be like, oh, there's stuff beyond the edit that vindicates me. It's like, well, I don't know. You're right. It is the perfect (laughs) alibi of like, you just didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see it on camera, but I was fucking cool and sick. I was actually a perfect (laughs) angel who's never done anything wrong. Beyond the edit. Beyond the edit. (laughs) The The next time anyone criticizes me, I'll be like, you didn't see beyond the edit. Yeah. You don't know the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, do you think Irina can change? I'm Um, very skeptical. (laughs) Um, I think that here's something that frustrates me when people say I I love speaking of this, uh, Irina changing or not changing uh, (laughs) because Bliss is sort of her, you know, her antagonist in this or Irina is Bliss's antagonist. I would say Bliss handled things well in terms of saying, like, I don't care about any of this anymore. Like, we've moved past this. Totally. (laughs) But she said a line that always irritates me where when she goes, I just hope you grow from this, Mm, which is so like, I know what she means, but like something about that is so passive aggressive and I hate it. Like, do you hope she grows from this? What do you care? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Again, just like you said, just call her a dumb cunt and call it a day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Stop hoping she grows from this. You don't hope anything. Why do you hope she grows? It's like, why would you hope for her growth? Yeah. Yeah. Which, so Zach says, oh, I have these receipts that you should read on my Instagram, invoking the audience. We went and read them. It's not about Irina. It's this whole thing about growing up with his mom and her mental illness, addiction, her absence, him finding God. Yeah, It is everything except Irina. We read the receipts, so you don't have to. And they're totally whack, man. Like, Not good. <laughs> Zach's whack, man. Yeah. Um, I also, sorry to interrupt, but I also found uh, an Instagram comment I sent you, which I'm going to try to find for a second, but you keep talking. Um, Your question about Irina, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Well, I don't know. We mentioned the receipts. Maybe let's just close that off. So, like, the receipts are referenced to, like, I... Sorry, actually, do you remember what the receipts are referencing? What are these receipts for? I forget why he even brought that up. Are these receipts for Brett's super expensive bag luggage that he bought <laughs> yeah. i want to see those receipts and his twelve hundred dollar luggage i bet it was more but anyway yeah, yeah oh i found this uh an instagram comment from zach well i've forgiven her for what happened she knows what she did and she's definitely dealing with an amplified backlash there are two major philosophical frameworks when it comes to justice retribution versus rehabilitation right and then he goes on to write many more sentences. Dude, Zach loves saying basic <laughs> shit in complex language. He, yeah. He, he is the king of that. He thinks he's so deep. It's like, Zach is, what was the Ernest Hemingway quote about like, when, uh, why use a $5 word when like a basic word will do? Zach's right. the opposite. Yes. Zach loves to write meanings on rap genius. He loves to pontificate. Yeah. But it. You know what? He would Zach... never write baby shoes never worn. <laughs> For sale, baby shoes never They're worn. They're two basic baby shoe frameworks. They're <laughs> thus. Uh, I do kind of relate to Zach because occasionally you do you do meet somebody so insane that you're like spouting off about frameworks and stuff. But yeah. you just got to tamp it down, buddy. Yeah. Man. Just kind of let it go. Yeah. This guy thinks he can do a TED Talk. Yeah. I don't like it. No. It, it's quite a bit. Also, I was going to say... 
the our beloved hosts. People are signing petitions to get these fuckers off the show. You know what? I, I came around on them during the reunion. I no. fucking like them. They're so cringy and stupid. I hate it. Dude, all their jokes are such like stupid boomer jokes about marriage. Totally. Yeah. It's so um, hack. Yeah, man. Nick Lachey does a lot of ball oh. and chain type shit. Well, I'm like, ah, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> sleeping in the pods. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh. So they were really grilling Kwame about his early flirtations with Micah, right? Because right. he ended up choosing Chelsea. Yeah. And I thought Kwame did a pretty good job deflecting a lot of this. But it's like, it just went on and on. And after a certain point, I felt he was kind of like almost a politician where he was kind of adopting the tone of like, mistakes were made. And in hindsight, I wish I could go back and undo things. But, you know, we have our best first responders on the scene. We're working with the people of the community. This is a great tragedy. Right. Thoughts and prayers. Kind of like he just had to maintain that even keel, uh, like politician energy, basically. Dude, he's so good at that. He deserves a Kwame for, <laughs> yeah. for that, for his performance. Yeah. And that's Doing like, that. yeah, I kind of felt for him. It's like, guys, there's so much more we could ask about this season. Like, I don't think that's the most pertinent detail. Yeah. And then they were even asking him questions where it's like, I think it was Nick Lachey who was saying this. And I was kind of like, are you a fucking alien? When he's like, well, you know, when you said goodbye to Micah, you seem very emotional. Why was that? It's like, because he's a person who has emotions. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like they almost wanted him to quantify, like, this is kind of normal human stuff. Like, I don't know how we can break it down anymore um, to make you aliens understand it. <laughs> <laughs> you silicone fucking... Yeah. They're, they're 90% silicone oh, yeah, at this they are. point. Well, I think I made a joke in our last episode. Uh, Vanessa is about to die from fillers in like yeah. three months. Yeah. Prayers yeah. for her. Yeah. The um, fillers are rejecting the host. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they were maybe also thrown off by the fact that, like, the live, uh, the live didn't work. Right, yeah. <laughs> they which couldn't again, go live. I'm they still... did seem visibly flustered in the very, very yeah. beginning, which was interesting. But I'm still so curious, what would the value proposition of that have been? <laughs> I Oh, yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that, actually. So I think it would have been, I think it makes more people tune in because mm. it's this which is totally fake because like clearly yes you can watch it any other day well yeah netflix is not event or uh appointment television you can watch it anytime right that's the whole point of netflix but i think in order to generate i think in their minds it's going to generate more views if you make it seem like this is the only time Mm. that you can watch it and it's like everyone else is going to watch it you don't want to miss out because it's going to come out after this delay of like a week so i think that week-long delay is the key because right, they, right. they were going to say we're going to do it live and then there's going to be de- a delay. So if you miss it, if you're you miss really it, out of the loop. You're really out of the loop. And, and that's a, actually a really smart strategy. It is. Like imagine being around the water cooler. Yeah. Everyone's seen it. Imagine. One loser didn't tune in. Yeah. And now you can't talk about whether or not Irina can change as a human. Well, the sea is the sea, man. The sea is the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think about that quote sometimes when I see people just making the worst decisions. Like, well, you know. The sea is the sea. I'm going to start saying that a lot, man. Um, yeah. Uh, we were talking, though, about... I guess... We, did we finish talking about Irina? I don't think Irina's going to change. <laughs> I think she's got a couple more years of doing dumb shit like this. Yeah. And then some, and then she's going to hit bottom. I don't think this is her bottom. What, what kind of guy do you think she's going to end up with? 
uh, cauliflower ears or nah? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the question. Yeah, the two genders of guy: cauliflower <laughs> versus no cauliflower. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who else in the reunion? I mean, Paul was really being grilled. Paul had the Andrew Schultz length pants. Did you see how high his pants? Oh yeah, went? and the short <laughs> sleeves too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. How would you dress to a Love is Blind reunion? Shorts, and I'd get it roasted. <laughs> You'd wear like huge Rick Owen shorts with like the long drawstring <laughs> that hangs down. <laughs> just flash my dick to Irina on the other end of the, yeah, the, end shorts of the studio. So open, you can just see dick and balls through them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's crazy that you're secretly in love with Irina. You've been sending me a lot of text messages about that. I have to scroll and scroll. <laughs> um yeah paul was really getting grilled he was because well because he left um micah at the altar and yeah, yeah what do you think about the grilling do you think he deserved the grill do you think the grill i don't know was just... i'm undecided whether or not they would have worked as a couple right because it's kind of like well if they've decided they wouldn't who am i to override that right <laughs> like they clearly know the most out of anyone in this situation they've seen stuff beyond the edit yes. beyond the black rainbow <laughs> um fuck it i don't know if they want to part ways then i also think with shows like this people often do get back together yeah and they said they tried right they said yeah. they dated um paul did in the end say like i question everything um, <laughs> Paul's like, which made me laugh he's like i question everything <laughs> paul experienced ego death yeah it's like when you're tripping and you look in the mirror you're like who am i i think he was definitely a vaccine denier see i, I see him as a trust the science guy really he is a scientist right? i think he he's questions everything biologist he questions maybe everything. he does now i think he goes beyond the edit paul Pat. is googling <laughs> how to get unvaccinated <laughs> can i get vaccine removed <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Beyond the edit. He That's questions so our funny. he questions involvement, US involvement in the Ukraine conflict, I think. <laughs> Beyond the edit. <laughs> Beyond the edit. Um, who else? Was there anything else noteworthy? Um oh, so uh Jackie calls in and yes. she <laughs> And then Marshall has to like be in the corner of the screen as we're seeing Jackie and Josh zoom with Vanessa. Right. And he's like reacting to what she's saying. And he doesn't look delighted. <laughs> well, because she references a lot of things beyond the edit. And uh, some of those things he, you know, outright denies. There's one funny thing, though, where Jackie says that he called like he called her a bad word at one point, And we're meant to like piece together what exactly he called her so i'm still so confused by this because it's like it was pretty clear what he may have said but he completely denies it so it's like i don't know what the fuck to believe okay so i i kind of <laughs> want to get into this with you because because i really want to try to piece together what it what he said because um so after that vanessa sort of talks to him about it and she's like so what like you know what did you say yeah and vanessa playing all high and mighty and stern oh i hate her so much <laughs> and her, her stupid fucking chip on face um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and marshall sort of skirts the question and he sort of says like yeah i called her like a man or something he, so again i'm still so confused by what actually happened it seems they were having some sort of conversation. He made a comment about her 
jaw structure being very masculine that's what it was and and so there's some term that he called her he allegedly yeah use some sort of disparaging language for like a trans person but he says he didn't do this at all and he wouldn't say that and it's like all i know is what i've seen so somebody needs to make a decision on this right (laughs) whether he did or didn't say this I, i don't know that seems pretty out of pocket and like Again, maybe he did, but that doesn't really seem like something Marshall would say. Right, right. And clearly he would have been joking. Like, it was... Uh, yeah, and Marshall also just doesn't seem like somebody who would really be... Like, it doesn't seem pushing like... Pushing the line and, like, maybe overstepping if he's, like, trying to flirt or be playful with someone. Totally. I don't know. I can see Josh saying that kind of for stuff. For sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> I can see Josh saying a lot of stuff that should not be repeated in a studio. Yeah. Um, like... I think I think yeah. Marshall made a bad joke and like, but she said it in a way like this is disparaging to his character. But where it's like, I don't right. think that's representative of his character at all. Right, and it's like because he called her a lady boy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like that. What I'm still so baffled by this. Yeah, yeah, that was. It's weird. like I need receipts, yeah. Zach. You need to be. <laughs> Zach needs to say he has no, the receipt not and Zach. then post a rambling story about something. I don't something. want any more receipts from Zach. <laughs> I've seen enough. I'm simply receipted out. Yeah. I'd like to return them for store credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I just had no idea what to make of that whole thing. And that's kind of what... That kind of annoys me about reunion shows when it's like suddenly we have these whole other narratives being pulled in, but people are presenting such wildly contrasting stories it's like i have no idea what to make of this as a viewer it's like right. nobody seems reliable anymore <laughs> right well i think um, this is a real microcosm of our world today uh, where it's like you don't even know what to believe anymore you know what i mean what what's beyond <laughs> what i i'm trying to believe the mainstream edit i'm trying yeah. to look beyond the edit i don't know where to look i don't know what's real anymore I, man yeah i don't know um yeah marshall maybe Maybe in the future, don't tell women they have very masculine jaw structure unless they bring it up first. Uh, right, right, right. I don't know. Just some friendly advice. Yeah. Probably, even if you say it well, probably not a joke that's going to go over <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> what, what did you think of this season, man? So whack, dude. Yeah. So Zach. So whack. So Zach. It was zach's it was like zach's beard <laughs> it was ill-advised <laughs> and, i actually kind of liked the beard i, think I thought it, it made was... him look less like a cartoon cartoon character yeah yeah it made him look less like a cartoon character but i think it looked a little unkempt. do you think he grew it to fight the cartoon allegations i think he did but i also think he needs like a more kept beard a kempt beard i think he needs a masari mm. type beard <laughs> he needs the chin strap the super manicured chin strap and then like goatee with like the little middle portion and he needs the be easy belt <laughs> <laughs> the glowing be easy belt <laughs> that should be merch if we ever have merch holy we shit, should have yeah. like just how original belt we should yeah or like a belt with a very big buckle yeah like some versace bullshit totally <laughs> yes i used to fuck with big buckles heavy yeah and i used to tuck my shirts into the buckle well Dude, I think Nordstrom sale is finally worth going to. So we yeah. gotta go check that. All right. Maybe man. one day this week after work, I'll go actually. Sick. I All think right. the stuff they have is going to be discounted, but very picked over. Yeah. So it's like there could be great deals on debatably whack stuff. 
that's like that movie like incredibly loud and incredibly close <laughs> debatably whack and debatably pick through <laughs> have you ever heard the phrase about like when you're at a bar and the lights come on at the end of the night it's like odds are good but the goods are odd <laughs> that's good stuff i haven't heard that clearly <laughs> you can use that now the good and then were... vanessa lachey will be like you said something very inappropriate about the people who are still there at last yeah ball. how do you defend yourself yeah yeah I hate. I'd be like, your goods are odd, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Look at your face. (laughs) What are you? (laughs) You're not a person anymore. Yeah, man. She's a cartoon character. You know the Bogdanoff twins, right? Yes. Yeah, she's Bogfeld, dude. (laughs) R.I.P. Didn't they die? Oh, yeah, they died. Or did they? Whoa. Folks, tune into our other podcast (laughs) to find out. Uh, What time are we at? How did they both die so close to each other? I guess they're twins. Uh, Who knows? Shit. It is so crazy that they're like mutual. We've suicide. never had plastic surgery to just get outrageous surgery and be like, nope, wasn't me. <laughs> like to maintain that narrative, yeah. I kind of respect somebody lying so blatantly. Do you think one of the Bogdanoff twins got made crazy surgery, and then the other one was like, "Well, I'm a twin. I guess I gotta keep still keep being a twin, so I gotta get this shit too." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, was it a mutual decision, or did one of them pioneer? Right. Was it the two keys in the submarine or yeah. what, what was the deal there? Both of them said yes at the plastic surgery altar. <laughs> oh, man. I keep meaning to rewatch Nip Tuck, but it's not on any streaming services I have. Yeah. That Nip Tuck is a crazy ass show. Um, as far as a... I know, the only show where somebody does their own circumcision. Really? Well, yeah, there was like it's like episode two where the teenage son circs himself. It's did, wild. Do they do a nip or a tuck? Well, they end up having to. He later gets it corrected by the plastic surgeons, <laughs> okay. and they're like, "You crazy kid, don't do this again." <laughs> and then he like becomes a meth head like a season later. Shit, it's a crazy show. Yeah. Um, speaking of crazy shows, surgery, twins, dead ringers on Amazon Prime. That's what I've been into. So I finished all that, and then it was like, ah, I have to watch more Love is Blind. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. Whoa. Uh, so six episodes, limited series, based loosely on the Cronenberg movie from, I think, 88, Dead Ringers. Hmm. So in the movie, the pair of identical twin gynecologists are played by Jeremy Irons. In the show, they're both played by Rachel Weiss. Ah. Um real yeah just a really good show very unsettling very dark uh it's filmed quite well in a very like cold and austere kind of way where it's almost dystopian like bordering on sci-fi at points mm-hmm. yeah. uh rachel weiss gives great performances as these twins uh the unhinged one the unhinged sort of straight one elliot i definitely could have fixed her but you know that's neither here nor there um i would highly recommend it to all of our listeners i will say though there are some very very graphic scenes relating to childbirth and like surgeries and stuff so Hmm. if you're squeamish not the best watch for you um but it goes to some really unusual bizarre places cool yeah and Uh, that's like the only the only thing i would really recommend that i've seen in the past week i think Nice. Yeah, that sounds really good, man. I, I'm a big Rachel Weiss fan. Uh, she's in my she's uh, in my route, Mount Rushmore, I think. 
around much more man <laughs> you're so horny you can't talk <laughs> your nose is bleeding i'm so sober i can't talk <laughs> i can't talk um have yeah. you seen the the court did i ever show you the course commercial from the early 2000s where it's like a guy singing about how much he loves football and hanging out with his friends maybe and, wait i'm trying to remember how it goes maybe i'll just post it on our instagram anyway one of the parts is like and those twins oh the and it twins. flashes yes. to like cheerleader twins yeah yeah yeah. i know the that twins. was all i could think yeah. about was like watching dead <laughs> ringers just every episode I was like, and those twins <laughs> just a low frequency <laughs> constant buzz in your head twins. it's like when gaspar no distorts like <laughs> semi-perceptible noise in his movies to make him more unsettling it's just yeah. like a slow down recording of twins <laughs> Um, <laughs> what have you been up to yeah uh yeah dude it's rachel why i just rewatched the mummy with rachel wise man That's right like, you're dude, telling me yeah no yeah. one is hotter than brendan fraser and fucking the oh mummy, my God. man yeah holy shit yeah he's the daddy also i didn't realize how old rachel weiss is at this point like, dude she's, she's 53 she's still so cute though crazy and i think those well she's so jeans. cute because like because she's welsh. i'm sure she's had some light work done yeah. but she looks like a normal person yes yes <laughs> see that's the key with plastic surgery don't try to look way younger than you are because you're gonna look fucked up right it's like the bill burr bit about like yeah you don't look 45 now you look like a lizard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. what age is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's uh <laughs> Yeah, well, we're both going to get fucked up Zac Efron surgery soon. But everybody else yes. should. Uh... To look identical. Yeah. Or, or no, you know what we should do is we should uh, we, we should face off each other. I was going to say we should do a face off where we switch faces somehow. <laughs> that really Sides will get there. Sides I, will get there. I have a lot of tattoos that you don't have. Yeah. We'll yes. figure it out. Right, right, right. Yeah. Face off. Yeah, we'll face off. <laughs> Uh, do you think young Michael has seen Face Off? Probably not. That's before his time. Hey? Yes. I mean, that was played constantly in our house. That mm. was like a VHS we had. Uh, a well-worn VHS. <laughs> um, but I don't think he was there for that era. Because I think by that point, we'd gotten rid of the VHS player. So we had no way of playing Face Off. Oh, okay. Does he like action movies? Uh, he probably does. I don't know what his taste is like. Yeah. Damn, dude. Well, you're related to him, not me. So. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, I just hope he grows. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope he grows. I hope he learns from this. Yes. <laughs> I hope he doesn't learn from this podcast. No, I also hope so. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I've been watching. Uh. I watched the David Bowie documentary, which I referenced uh, earlier. Um. Very sick documentary. I was high for this. It was so good it was like two hours long it was very like terrence malick style um very ethereal it wasn't really like a documentary it it sort of did um tell you a little bit about bowie's life like it sort of gave you some bits and pieces and glimpses into different eras of his life uh but mostly it was about the vibes and it was about like uh some uns uh, never before seen concert footage apparently. previously beyond the edit but now a part of the edit oh, yes yes recently integrated into the edit dude everything that is known and perceived is the edit yes exactly <laughs> all human knowledge is the edit i'm, I'm literally gonna start using this <laughs> i'm putting this into regular rotation yeah dude this sounds dope i gotta check it out it was good. Um, I don't know if it's my letterbox review was five stars, Natch. Um, it was. I wouldn't. I don't think it's great for someone who's like never experienced 
like doesn't know David Bowie like whatsoever. Right. Um, I think if you are a Bowie fan or if you're like somewhat a Bowie fan, like you're sort of familiar with his music, um, you and you're not like looking for you know, a total complete blank slate introduction. Right. Um, you'll definitely enjoy this. It's like a 300 level Bowie class. Yes, exactly. You need to have some prereqs. You need, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah, that sounds super good, dude. I'm thinking as a way to carry us out, I want to read the lyrics of the Coors Light commercial I was talking about. Okay, perfect. (laughs) I'm going to read it as if it's a poem. Okay. I'm going to sync with you when you go to the twins though. I love playing two hand touch eating way too much. Watching my team win with the twins. twins. I love quarterbacks eating dirt, pom-poms, and short skirts. Fans who won't quit. And those twins. twins. And I love you too. Here's to football. And then there's an alternate version. I love football on TV. Shots of Gina Lee hanging with my friends and twins. <laughs> so, Okay, in the alternate, it's not the twins or those twins. It's just and twins. It yeah. could be any twins. Ah, this guy's so horny for twins. Yo, I love, I love burritos at four a.m. Parties that never end. Dogs that love cats and ellipses and twins. And I love you too. Here's the love songs. Perfect. Have you ever had a burrito at four a.m.? I can't say I have. I don't think that would make my stomach feel good. No, that sounds way too heavy at four a.m. Yeah. Yeah. It was the early 2000s, though. If Food had, was different. That's true. If I had some, it was a lot less processed yeah. uh, products. This is back when men were men. For sure, man. <laughs> the tortillas were, yeah. were different. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I had some twins to share it with, I think it would right. be it, more manageable. If you're triple teaming that burrito. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. <laughs> one from one end, one from the other end, and you coming in from right down the middle. <laughs> T-boning. <laughs> Had a red light just t-boning <laughs> all right folks we're gonna end it there bye bye twins, twins. Bye. <laughs> record is actually pretty good i'm recording dude frozen pizza people sleeping on frozen pizza man it's also gotten better i think yeah i think so the right? same Technology. scientists that yeah. fix frozen pizza have now fixed non-alcoholic drinks i think so man. everything's just better <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's getting good like i feel like it's getting better than some uh pizza that you order <laughs> you know what i mean damn like i feel like it's better than like little caesar's well, I mean, yeah, setting the bar very low. Yes, but still, still. You're like, this pizza's barely a pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My family used to fuck heavy with this. I used to, uh, like, your school had it for one of the food days, right? I don't think Like, we you had could it. set up an, a recurring order. <laughs> oh, like, uh, you mean like hot lunch, like in elementary school? Yeah, like a hot yeah. lunch type thing. I don't know if we had little C's. I, I was never a hot lunch kid. Mm. I, was a, I was a poor boy. Mm. Yeah. I think I, like got into one of the years of hot lunch nice. but i was also a very picky eater so i wasn't uh, like into everything that they were offering mm, yeah yeah when did you first have sushi sushi must have been uh i think in high school because uh probably yeah, like cause... start of high school for me yeah because that was yeah that's when i was introduced to like 
because I had mostly Asian friends. Um, right. So I was introduced to all the all the food. All the right. Food. So that made you like open minded. For sure. It made for sure. you appreciate other stuff outside of like Little Caesars and McDonald's. Totally, man. Totally. Which, fair enough. I mean, those are still fire, but <laughs> Little Caesars and Ranch from the fridge in our house and house, Ooh, house I've, ranch. I've never fucked with ranch and pizza. Dude, I love ranch. I don't know. Some people are really into it. I like ranch. Here's what I do. Ranch and hot sauce together. Whoa. They should make this concoction. You know how they have certain ones that are like pre-made already? Yeah. Uh, cocktail, these uh, sauce cocktails. <laughs> these sauce tails. Dude, sauce tails. That's a fucking, that's an idea right there, isn't it? Sauce tails, dude. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just agreeing. It's a million dollar idea. <laughs> No, this is the face of like I'm just amazed. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm stupefied. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, sauce tails, ranch, and hot sauce. I think would be mm. a good sauce tail. You gotta get the hot mess pizza from the place I went to. Oh I'm man, just, like, I die sweating. I do gotta. <laughs> I do gotta. Um, I feel like it should have been served with a disclaimer. Right. Parental discretion is strongly advised. You were on a self-inflicted hot ones episode, it sounds like. I was, yeah. You were interviewing yourself. It's one of those things where you take that first bite, you're like, this is fine. Second bite, you feel like the beads of sweat break out on like the crown of your head. You're like, oh no, what's happening? You were interviewing yourself like, what are you doing here, Pat? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Why did you do that to yourself? (laughs) How did you get here? <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> there is an idea of a Patrick. <laughs> Last name redacted. <laughs> oh man. Do you think Do you think we just started? Do you think? Or nah? Nah, we should check the We should guy. check the app.